Thank you for joining the Modern SaaS Finance Academy. These courses were curated to guide you on building your competency and craft as a finance professional in the software, SaaS, and subscription industries. Enjoy this session. How to cut the close to build a faster, better FP&A package. You know, this day's unfolded with trying to be strategic with how investors go, how you get start in the job, what your tech stack is, how you do your billing revenue scenarios, how you plan for an IPO. This is a very hands-on session about what it is you need to accomplish. And there's five things we want you to learn. And all of these, which I make, try to make them very practical, very hands-on, very walk away that you walked away from something of substance from what you did today. So know the five culprits that can impact your close. How to plan ahead of time for automation and integration. Take your people along with you. With the cultural component and then Gosh, one of the biggest things that affect folks is uh, consolidations and how you plan for those ahead of time. And then begin with the end in mind, which is what do you want to forecast? So you're trying to accelerate all this. Then what's the close? And based on the stage that you're at, what is it that you need in order to get ahead? So now I want to introduce my joint speakers, two amazing finance leaders I've gotten to know well over time and are great customers of ours and have a lot to share. They want to pay it forward to others. First is Michael Chernoff, who's the controller of Hypori, a fast growth company out of Austin, Texas, in the mobile space. Uh, Michael was honored by the Controllers Councils being the 2020 Controller of the Year. And you'll see this humility he has about it. It's just about building a great team and a great process. Michael, would you share a little bit about yourself with everybody? Yeah. Hi, my name is Michael Chernoff. I've been in uh, SaaS for over 10 years and uh, recently uh um, joined Hypori in uh, a startup where we uh, essentially disconnect the operating system on, on a mobile device and host it virtually in a controlled, secure environment That uh, for the company. It's essentially a template, and uh, that's huge, what we do. Yeah, huge market, great sales growth, on fire. So a lot of these things are critical to him and what he's done both at those previous companies and now. And also Mike Monroe. Mike is the CFO of Viafora, which is an amazingly – fast growth company in Canada, and he's been a longtime CFO, a longtime customer. Thank you again, Mike. Would you share with everybody a little bit about you and the company? Yeah, thanks, David. Um, yeah, Viafora, so we're based in Toronto, up north in Canada. Uh, we are a, a provider of audience engagement software. Our, our tools help um, media and broadcast and entertainment brands to to build and manage and, and monetize their content on their sites and engage in their engage with their customers or their audience. Um, we, have, um, we have about 600 brands um, that we work with right now and over 700 million active users. So um, growing fast <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, I'm and my role here, I'm, I'm the CFO. Um, I have about five, five years in in tech growth stage experience and prior to that um, many years at a, a large Canadian financial institution. So yeah, great so, to be here. Thanks, Dave. Oh, I, I'm so glad both of you are here because you and you complement each other for, for all of you watching, right? Is we're going to do both controller point of view and the CFO point of view while they build this. And then I know we've got a lot of Canadian companies that registered for this and our Canadian uh, colleagues that are listening to all that, please shout out in the chat. So let's get into starting into the first five areas. There's five culprits that can really impact the close. And, and uh, Mike, Michael, would you just start off talking about the one that really gets underneath your craw 
on this, what you've done about it? Yeah, my favorite actually is number two, information handoffs from other teams. So what happens is Intact really has these best of breed partners um, that are able to feed in. For us, Salesforce tends to be my favorite because it has all these workflows and triggers within it. And as the salespeople capture the data, you don't you eliminate that double uh, uh, keying of having to key up and set up customers and doing everything in the accounting system in intact because it just comes flow through automatically and you can set up templates to record your delivery times and dates and all sorts of things which trigger revenue recognition and um, you know into its contracts and revrec based on dates and everything it's it's really pretty sweet how how you get into a situation where you're just monitoring activity as opposed to just keying and um, running the risk of of uh, uh, entry errors, things like that. So that information piece is, is really my favorite piece, and that's where you gain a lot of um, acceleration in the close and accuracy. You know, this builds off our session, our third session on the ideal finance tech stack that Ray, for those of you that were on that, Ray and Ben were talking about, the more you can get one workflow and one system of record, the less reconciliations you have. Because when I interview a lot of your peers and say, what's the worst part of your job? It's reconciliations. So handoffs and connectors, and particularly what you were just saying, Mike, with Salesforce or wherever the uh, order is getting originated that comes off is a critical spot. Mike, how about for you on this? What's the, what's the one that you most like to try to tackle? Yeah, yeah. So the one that really stands out for me is data imports and, and exports. Um, you know, and I think about this uh, in kind of two ways. There's, you know, the time spent in having, you know, human resources moving information from one place, often manipulating or formatting it and having to push it into another place. Um, you know, the 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 key issue or the the most obvious issue there is the time spent and the the inefficiency in that process and the fact that that delays close. There's also a a second issue or risk though that I see and and that's the risk of um, contradiction in different data sources. So you know when you have that made multiple points of data entry and human processes in between, you're not just slowing things down, you're risking contradictory or incorrect information, um, inconsistency between different systems. And I, I think we, you know, anyone in finance knows there's nothing worse than getting to a meeting and, you know, you're there to make a decision and instead you spend an hour talking about why is source A different than source B and how do you reconcile the two. Um, you know, so the the thing, the advantage that Intact has there, and, and this went into my, my purchase decision, but um, there's a lot of versatility in terms of automating the feed between systems to eliminate that. Uh, re-entry and manual export and import of data. Um, so Michael mentioned Salesforce, that's one, but there's there's a whole suite of um, API connections available on, on the Sage marketplace, the Intact marketplace, and also the custom API that my teams have been able to, to leverage to build better feeds of information across our, our tech stack. Um, that's been a huge advantage for us in terms of speed and, and accuracy of our numbers. Yeah, it's and every time you don't do this or aren't thoughtful about it, there's the spreadsheets that come in to make all this happen. So here's the five areas 
high, medium to high impact on time to close from interviews because we every year we do our uh, close the book survey and this is the data pops up where it goes, which leads us into the second point that we want to make that kind of uh, builds on top of that. With all of you as leaders at that stage of company where time to automate is, how do you start planning for automation and integration? And this is built off the survey that we did, the FinOps efficiency survey that Ray talked about in session three and things to think about that really impact your close. And Michael, did you want to share some thoughts on this? Yeah, um, going back, like I was saying, with all the connectors, um, my favorite piece about it is when things feed in, um, you get to this monitoring stage. So, for example, for us, we have a direct connector, like you, like Michael was or Mike was saying about the APIs. We have one between ADP, and we just click a button, go to import it, and uh, then all we need to do is check the bank rec. Or, you know, log into the bank and see, okay, cash ties out, we're good, because we set up a template before. So you have this control environment that you can configure all throughout uh, intact, whether it's just security with role-based access or templating things um, so that you're in that final stage of primarily monitoring how things are flowing. And uh, that's my favorite part of of the whole thing is that when it comes time to see reconciliations, most of them are pretty there and you can configure amortization schedules and all sorts of things right at the very beginning up front. And then the close is just, it's there. What folks do uh, is they kind of, you break down your, your workflows into the different steps, the different processes, yeah. and then look at what is the step that needs to happen, where is, data coming from, how is it getting handed off, and who owns all of this, and this is the roadmap. And it evolves as you grow when you're $10 million and make up a number and you got 500 transactions different than when you're 50 million in revenue and 10,000 transactions and 100 million and 100,000 transactions. There's all these things you need to do, but the foundation of your roadmap, like just like building a house, is how you be in like a product and your CTO's got a product roadmap to have a finance and finance automation and finance maturation workflow in order to put these things into place. Mike, anything you want to add to this or roll on to the point three? Um, yeah, you know, I'll just kind of repeat back a, a little bit of um, of what you mentioned, but I do think the the automation and the the kind of immediate automated flow of information across the tech stack just it, it is so important in especially in a, a fast growing startup environment where speed you know speeds the the lifeblood of um, of growth companies and the the main advantage they have is that they can act quickly against incumbents so just being able to move fast and and that applies to your finance team and broadly across the organization um, anything like this that can help help you support the the organization to make decisions faster or give the right information sooner is essential well, it's a great lead into our third point. And there's as much as we just talked about pitfalls and then technology automation, there's a whole people and cultural component to this. And Mike, would you share a little bit how you approach this, what you've done in your organizations? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think of this on um, in relation to the growth path that um, that fast growth companies are on, where you know typically you get the the early stage where there's a 
a small tight knit group of people who can carry the company on their back and really move the, the mission forward um, through you know that sheer like effort and perseverance and that that works for a while at the early stage um, but you know it, it's kind of one of those it, it works till it doesn't type things where the company will scale and this applies to finance but also broadly across the organization where you get to a point where you need to um, you need to systematize processes um, and and have things to be able to stay efficient you you need to move from that you know um, prioritizing effort and perseverance and hard work to you know working smart and and also keeping up with the scale of see if you're talking about finance keeping up with the scale of transactions and the volume of data you need to process um, you know to not get bogged down as the company grows you really it's essential that you have the right systems and processes in place to make sure that the the people that you have on your team are doing high value um, value added work um, you know and 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 so the cultural component there is how do you work together with you know the right teams supported by the right systems and knowing what um, you know what everybody's roles are and and what you owe to each other and how you work together as a, a system to achieve your company's mission becomes really important I, time and time again it's it's when, when you have people see how their role plays into the bigger continuum and how they depend on one another just like any great team comes together people have a shared goal and play to their strengths and have their strengths support each other's weaknesses in order to get things going because here's we lay out right identify where uncertainties are in scenarios and what's causing them, and then who can own solving the trigger points and fixing that in order to build the scenarios that you want. Michael, how about for you as great roles you've done in controller and trying to put the controls and, and connections in place on the people level? Yeah, so for us, you know, at, at the stage that we're in, which is, you know, hyper growth, small, scrappy startup, um, the having all those controls in place and saying, okay, I know all the key fields in intact. I'm going to make sure that all those key fields are required fields in any of the other systems. And then when you do that, and whether it's, you know, an AP system that has a standard connector, um, you know, you get this AI and then we have consistency in recording all the transactions so that you have, uh, your budget to actuals that are are on target, and that AI really really helps. And I don't know if I quite answered your question, David. There, but no, that's good. But, it's just having people control think our about things. You are that's leading controller. into a, a technology that we've put in place called continuous close that looks for every transaction that happens and looks for anomalies on on all that. So it's like a continuous audit happening all the time. And that really accelerates the close too. But on this point on cultural, what what you both just laid out on how you uh, structured the team to work through it is great. This leads us into the fourth point, which is when you've done this automation, the integrations on all the journal entries, the dimensions, or excuse me, that's the next point. This one's on uh, consolidations is uh, how you Think about this across entities because as you scale and get bigger and go international, make acquisitions, there's more work here. And entities and consolidate and uh, reconciliations across entities can be a big time suck. 
Mike, what have you done here and how have you used this to fix it? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, and you said this, David, I think the thing about consolidations is at the, the early stage with a, a growth stage company, early on, this isn't an, an issue that many companies face. Um, with the exception of perhaps some more complex fintechs, typically the the entity entity structure is pretty straightforward. But as you grow, as the company scales, and you know the ambition for any company in in this in our space is rapid growth, that will inevitably mean international expansion and more legal complexity in terms of your entity structure. So you know, for me, and in, in making the decision to to choose Sage Intact as our GL and um, how we structured the system and the modules that we use. A big part of that decision was looking ahead to to make sure that we're making an investment in the GL that would serve us, not just based on our current operation, but um, thinking ahead to our you know our growth plans and our trajectory for international expansion, and making sure that the system was robust and versatile enough to to accommodate those plans. Um, you know, so. And Sage performs well. Intact performs well on on that measure. The um, the versatility to to take your transactions based on different dimensions, including geography, and to accommodate different currencies, uh, different legal entities, and automate a lot of the components of the consolidation. Um, think um, anybody who deals in multiple functional currencies will know the the complexity that arises with the the realized gains and losses and the unrealized gains and losses, all the accounting that goes with that. Um, you know, automating all of that so that your your system can accommodate it and you don't hit a, a point in your company's growth where these new issues emerge that bog down your your accounting team. Um, you know, that, that's that been a, a huge source of value for us with Sage Intact. Uh, yeah, and this is the bane of so many people's existence when I talk to them on how long this takes. And I love this quote here at the bottom on, you can literally take take it from doing hours and days and weeks into just doing it in minutes like that, and, but being thoughtful about it. Back to where are the pitfalls that you run into? Where's the automation need to come from? What's the cultural component you need to think about? And then future growth, as you laid out, Mike, where this is likely to happen for a great successful firm that's going international and be thoughtful about it. Let's move into our fifth and final point, which is, beginning with the end in mind and what it is that you need to forecast and, and as, you, as you pull this reporting package together from a tight close, get in front of it. Mike, what have you done here and what's your guidance to the our, uh, our audience? Yeah, yeah, so I'll I'll just talk quickly about this. So, um, you know, automating the reporting and first two sides to this, there's the, the budgeting, and com- budgeting and planning components of intact and the, the ability to automate that and also goes hand in hand with that the probably on the next slide david but i think the um there is automated reporting that goes with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'll talk about all of that as a, a package that. yeah yeah yep. um so two sides to this so the the first thing i i think about is the you know obviously the there's efficiencies that are gained in being able to automate this reporting where the the team's time is spent more on the analysis and the value add activities and less on the compilation of the data. Um, so there's there's a speed benefit, but there's another, to me, more important benefit for a, a growth stage company. And that's you, you know, in our space and 
in technology and growth stage, um, we have an advantage where we can attract uh, talent, and this can be on our finance team or across the company, but we can attract talented people who who are there because they they believe in the company, they want to make a, a contribution and be part of something that they're um, they're really adding value to. And, and they want to be doing interesting work and, and really moving the mission forward. And so, you know, if you, you get those people on your team and then they, they come in and you tell them your, your role is um, editing a, a PowerPoint presentation or, um, you know, doing some mechanical spreadsheet work, those types of activities really don't jive with the, the type of talent that I try and attract for my teams. And also the type of talent that is is a source of advantage for any any fast growth tech company. So so for me, it's really about um, having the right tools and systems that will allow the the people on my team to be minimizing the amount of time spent on mechanical tasks and say editing PowerPoint or you know doing mechanical tasks in Excel. Minimize that work. Maximize the time they can. They can spend on, you know, supporting the business to to help them make better decisions or to really understand their drivers of of growth and profitability in our company. Um, it, it ties back to that cultural point, but it, it's also about you know the the approach to talent acquisition and retention that I take on my teams. That's why you're a great leader and built great organizations. You're thinking about your people. You think about where career fulfillment and growth comes from all in the name of driving what the company needs, which is great insights in order to best compete in the market, whether it's budget versus actuals or rolling forecasts and the what if to be able to apply and do a, this on the on the fly. Because you've done all the work up front and you know the data is accurate because you've done the connections and the integrations and, and consolidated it all in one place. And then, you know, if that's a little bit on the FP&A side, Mike, Michael, there's, you know, you, you tagged all the dimensions and all the transactions that come through. How, what does that look like on the practical level for helping the company make big decisions? Yeah, we, we segment a lot of our stuff by department and we put in automation rules for allocations and things like that. And it's exceptionally flexible. But one of the things that I really like on the screen here is where you have things like revenue by item and and those types of things. You know, these reports are are written in the system and then... You could have them this way or you can turn them into graphs really easy. The the system, the thing that I like most about Intact is that it's easy. You get a quick understanding. You have you always maintain your implementation team. So they're there as you grow, they understand your business very well. Um, they're fast to get a hold of. But it's the ease of use. You know, what I found out with my teams is that and I think you probably experiment if you've experimented with this in several uh, implementations, is that teams get very nervous with change. And when you bring in a new implementation and your team sees it going from one system to another, they, they look at it and they say, wow, this is just so simple. I don't really need a lot of retraining. It just makes sense. And, and that's my favorite part is that I don't miss a beat and I don't have to worry about missing a beat because it's just built in with logic. It's It was created with intelligence and... Um, you know, I like that. Connectors make sense. It's, you know, no confusion in tables and organizations and playing around with that that game. It, it was clearly designed with with intelligence on the back end. Thank you. You know, and if, there's a whole nother level coming 
on when you've got the data sets and you've got the dimensions and you've got it fast to leverage even more predictive analytics on billings, cash, revenue, bookings, headcount. What if analysis across trend lines and clusters? And so all of you accelerating the close, thinking about your team, where the automation is, consolidating the data to take reconciliations out, put you in a great position in order to look forward. Michael, we've got just a minute to share on this, but just everybody, this is the Hypori story. On like A lot of you have gone through this or going through it as we speak with moving to manual, but what was the business outcomes of you applying the lot? And, you know, the, the sensibilities we just talked about over yeah. here on the right-hand side. Sure. So uh, in a previous system, we went through the whole sales order entry and in that pro and, you know, turning that into invoices, et cetera. Now, when you're in a SaaS company and you start getting a lot of high volume, um, the invoicing automation becomes critical. And so, you know, when we have three people um, doing invoicing, we automated it and brought it down to one. You know, same thing with AP and running checks and and collections. You know, you see the DSO reduced to thirty percent. Um, you know, with with a partner that we used or a connector um, called Two CP, um, it automated statements for Dunning. It it you know if we it automated the ACH process and if you wanted to charge a fee on it, it would create the invoice for that. And you know if you wanted to create a two percent fee on it, 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 it was all automated. So, and it was all in the system perfectly for audit. You could just trace and vouch and do all kinds of things. Um, we had, uh, you know, and you saw on one of the slides earlier that you had of, of cash and where it's going down and what the trend is, um, we were able to forecast our cash and, and reduce variance. And it wasn't just a cash, but it was all around the FP&A people got, got great visibility and what the future of the business was gonna look like and was able to search and solve business problems. There's real outcomes that come from doing this. There's team improvement, there's cultural improvement, but there's real business outcomes that come from all of this. So these were the five things we hoped you learn. What are the five pitfalls? How do you plan? Building off some of the earlier sessions, how do you bring the team along with you? Being real mindful on growth and consolidations, and what do you want to forecast? When they get the dimensional tags on there, and then the ability to get predictive going forward. So. As I've ended each of these sessions, we're so glad you're here. Stay extended in the community. Go to our join our Modern SaaS Finance Slack community at bit.ly slash modern SaaS Finance. Bit.ly slash modern SaaS Finance. I've already seen many of you sign up today. Keep enjoying because that's a place where you just move beyond today into the, uh, the, into the community. As this is our last session, I want to keep saying thank you to our many sponsors that joined us with Avalara, Airbase, Bill.com, Flowcast, Versipay, and then also Mosaic.tech that joined us. And uh, if you wish to stay in touch with everybody, you can just get a hold of Michael and Mike on LinkedIn. Michael uh, Chernoff at Hypori, um, Mike Monroe at Viafora, and myself. Mike, I should say, Michael, any final thoughts as we're wrapping up? No, I, I really... Again, um, I like the uh, overall service that I get um, from our Intact partner, who uh, actually was able to get an Intact engineer on the phone for a couple of days to satisfy our security team's um, uh, requirements. So it, it, it moves extremely fast from the service perspective and the processing perspective. Thank you. Thank you for being our customer. Mike, any final thoughts? 
No, just um, thank you for including me, David. It was great to see you again and great to participate in this webinar. Oh, my pleasure. All of you, thank you for spending the day with us. I hope this was a great use of your time that you walked away with some real practical things that you can do to make an even better business, a better career for yourself, a better team, and some more joy in your daily lives.